Hello and welcome to the All-American Maker Podcast. My name is Brendan Halbum, and today my guest is Chris, who is the owner and designer at Brewed in Buffalo, which is an online apparel company serving the craft brew scene in Western New York. Today, we will not only be getting to know Chris and his business Brewed in Buffalo, but we will be talking about working with other local small businesses and how this can better our economy. So I'm here with Chris from Brood in Buffalo, and we're doing a phone interview, which is the first phone interview that I've done here on All American Maker. I'm using the new Rodecaster Pro, which is pretty awesome. It has the ability to Bluetooth in a phone and mix it down separately. So we're going to try this out today, and I'm hoping that it works great. <laughs> um, nice. I'm honored to be the first one to use it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool because uh, where are you located right now? So right now I'm in uh, just outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I live down here now with uh, my wife and her family. Um, but originally, you know, born and raised in Buffalo. Uh, got a lot of family still there and get back to visit. But I'm now a resident of uh, the Sunshine State. Nice. And so yeah. uh, obviously because you were born and raised in Buffalo, like – what inspired you to start Brood in Buffalo, the business, and like, how did that come about? So, you know, everyone from Buffalo or the Buffalo area, um, you know, we're really passionate about where we come from. We're really proud of where we're from. And after moving out of the area, um, you know, I just, you start seeing people wearing Buffalo shirts or anything Buffalo related and you immediately start talking to them. So I knew it wasn't just me that had that passion for the area and, and the, the love of where I came from. Um, so with that being in mind, I started getting into the craft beer scene and uh, really started getting into brewing beer and trying different breweries. And um, once I, you know, started looking at all the different 716 and Buffalo merchandise that's out there, and there's a lot of it um, in the area, I figured I would take a shot at just making a clothing brand or just a brand that was based around, um, Buffalo, uh, brewing. Um, so I started to look into, I obviously knew the breweries that were around the area and had been to them and, and really loved them. Um, and then I bought a book on the history of the brewing, uh, brewing in Buffalo and, and how long that's been going on. And so that sparked it even more. And from there, I just started to create t-shirts, um, or t-shirt designs, I guess, and just started posting them. Uh, I'm originally a graphic designer. I mean, that's what I do uh, for a living, um, freelance graphic designer, and I also work for a company as well. So I had the tools and the skill set, so I started to just create my own T-shirts. It's more more of a passion project than anything, and if it takes off uh, even more than it has, I'll, I'll be excited about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I think we connected through – I have an Instagram account called uh, WNY Craft Beer. Yeah. And I noticed your products and I thought they were really well made and the designs are awesome. And Thanks. I was like, well, this is a brand that I know I can personally enjoy and I connect with it because I know the Buffalo area. I live about an hour from there. And uh, so like for you, if you could see this business going somewhere as far as like more than just a passion project, how might you go about making that possible to be something more than just a passion project? Uh, eventually, I mean, obviously it comes down to, to sales and, and how much I sell, but also expanding it out. So there, there's a couple different steps. I've already started to do t-shirts that are craft beer based, 
that are not necessarily Buffalo uh, craft beer based. Um, like I said, that market, as I, as time has gone on over the last few years, I've been doing this, I think since around 2015 and then really got my site up and running over the last two years. Um, but there's a lot of 716 stores and, and Buffalo themed stores and a lot of great, they're all great designers and artists, but I felt like that market was flooded a bit. So I started to branch out and do um, other just craft beer based designs while still keeping the inside of every shirt still has the Buffalo still says brewed in Buffalo um, while still keeping the roots there. But I think to expand out and make it more than a passion project, it needs to become more than just uh, Buffalo based a bit um, and, and go into craft beer and uh, then doing more like printing in house, you know, right now my printing is done outside um, but I've connected with other people down here in Florida now that have um, printing presses in different ways of doing screen printing. Uh, so I think after talking with them and figuring more things out, um, being able to do that in-house, that then will also let me uh, expand out further. And then to start to do different um, beer events. There's a ton of them. There's a lot of them in Buffalo. Um, and my family's still based there. It's not hard for me to get back up there and start to do that. But mm -hmm. then also just around the area and other areas start to do some of those. I think that's when it takes it more, you know, outside of a passion project and, and more into a, a full fledged business where I don't need to continue to freelance um, and, and work as a, a designer. Yeah. Because uh, connecting with people in person, like at events and different things will really help elevate your brand and connect it personally with those people. Like you're face to face and actually building relationships. Absolutely. And I think that's important, you know, and that's why those festivals are important. Right now I can sell on Facebook and Instagram and, and put ads out there. Um, even Etsy, you know, I have uh, some items on there. Um, but I find that the real connection comes when I meet people. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes more than just a t-shirt, you know, it becomes something a little more personal, especially the Buffalo based, um, you know, items. And through Instagram, though, I've met great people like I've met you. Uh, there's a great guy. Um, named Jordan part of uh, he runs um, travelers beer blog mm -hmm. on Instagram and he uh, is out of California. Um, okay. And we met through the my brood and Buffalo Instagram. And then through his traveling with work, we met up and I gave him one of my Buffalo seven one six shirts. And now every time he does a, a beer review and I give him Buffalo beers to review stuff from Hamburg brewing, I think I've given him some things from resurgence. Um, he always wears that 716 shirt, which I just love. You know, again, it's, it's not just pride in the fact of, okay, that's my shirt and that's my design. It's that pride of him and I, you know, have become friends by meeting face to face. And now he's also representing Buffalo, you know, when he wears the shirt and drinks the beer. And, and that's what I, you know, wanted to set out to do when I started this. So the fact that it, it, it comes to that too, when I meet people, I think that's great. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And, um, I'm guessing right now you're utilizing more like print-on-demand services? I am. I'm using print-on-demand services. Um, I tried out a few different ones, and uh, I ended up going with Printful, who um, the quality of shirts are, are really good, um, mm. and they're, they're great with shipping. And I can personalize everything uh, in the sense of the packaging that goes out has my company name on it. The labels have the company name on it, um, and they even allow you to do add-ins as well. So if I want to start putting in stickers, which I was thinking about today and different things like that, you can. Um, so it just makes it easy. The downside is they take a large cut. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's why I'd like to, to make it less of a passion project, and more of a business. I need to bring it more in-house and, um, and do my own printing with my own shirts. But for right now, I really, you know, I'm so proud and so happy anytime someone buys a shirt. You know, I, I love it. Anytime I make a sale, it isn't, and it sounds cliche, but it isn't at that point about the money. It's mm-hmm. just about someone seeing something that I designed that they like and wanting to wear it. Yeah. And then knowing that that will get the name out there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I know from personal experience, like the difference between uh, like print on demand and just printing a ton of shirts, hoping to sell them is exactly. a big difference. Like for me, I've, I've uh, ordered shirts and through companies like locally where they were like, yeah, the minimum order is like 50 shirts. Well, I never yep. sold a single one. And yeah. uh, so then you're stuck with 50 shirts that nobody wants and mm-hmm. you have no way of getting rid of them versus print on demand. It's like, okay, you get, get to kind of hash out, okay, what designs do people actually like and enjoy and want to wear? And right. Then, and Oh, and then yeah, I was just going to say, as time goes on, then you can develop more like, okay, I'm going to buy 50 of this shirt because I know people love this shirt. Exactly. And that's the one thing that's nice about the print on demand is I can whip up a design, um, something that's in my head and put it up there and there is no overhead. For me. And then mm-hmm. I can see what the market reaction is. If no one buys it, it costs me nothing but my time. And in this case, since I'm doing it for myself and I enjoy it, it, it was just time well spent for me practicing my skill, you know, doing some design work that I like doing. And then you know, putting it out there. If no one likes it, no big deal. Move on. I don't have all this inventory I'm sitting on. And then like you said, in the future, when I want to do this stuff on my own, I can go through to my biggest sellers and just start printing those and know that those will be the ones that sell, you know? Right. Um, it's definitely, it's, you know, at the same time, it, 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 I'd much rather, I think, have all the hands on of doing the screen printing and everything else, but, but that'll have to come later. You know, I, I like getting my hands dirty. I, uh, I'm a fine art major. Um, and I just remember some of my, those classes of actually doing, um, screen printing and, and taking full classes on screen printing. And at the end of the day, having the ink on my hands and everything else, and just knowing that you spend a day using your hands and doing something, um, which it's more tangible. You don't get that on the computer anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get, you know, I'm clicking a mouse, making the design and then sending it off or putting, uploading it. Whereas it'd be nice to be able to actually, you know, run some of the, the screen printers and, and actually lay that ink down. There's, there's something that I enjoy about actually using my hands, which is something that doesn't get done that often anymore. Right. Yeah. And like, for me, that would be kind of like the difference between just posting a photo online and actually printing it out. Um, exactly. There's something like, I don't want to say magical, but it's definitely different in feeling something that you created in physical form in your hands. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I think that's you know one of the other reasons why I want to start doing it too is I, I'm passionate about photography. I'm in no means a photographer, but again, I I have uh, my degrees in in fine art, so both my bachelor's and my master's. So I've taken so many classes in, in photography and videography and, and design. Um, but I, while I don't consider myself an expert in those skill sets, I still love taking photos. And right now, with my photos, with my shirts, you know that's. I'll Photoshop. I mean, that's letting people see behind the curtain there, but I have, I don't have the physical product all the time. So I have to get the blank colored picture of the shirt from, you know, the drop shipper from the printer. And then I have to put the design on it. 
and I, I, you know, if you look at my Instagram, you can see though, it's, I, I put thought into how each of those is laid out. Um, I don't just drop the image on there and, and, and run with it. You know, I usually think if, okay, if it's my 2020 craft beer, um, you know, vote for craft beer shirt, you know, found a wood background an American flag, put that on there. Um, you know, all different ones I try to match up rather than just throw it up there. So I at least still get some kind of design and aspect in it, but yeah. I w- really want the day when I can take the photo of the actual product. Yeah, it makes a huge difference, and you're able to connect more with your customers in mm-hmm. the way that they're like, oh, yeah, I can envision myself wearing that shirt. And that's the key, too, because I want, you know, I've noticed after speaking with other Instagrammers in the craft beer area, um, you know, that I notice they get a lot more um, follows and likes and a lot more interaction with their when they're actually in the photos. So that's something that I want to transition Brood and Buffalo rather than just being a product. I want to start to show myself more, even if I'm not wearing one of the shirts, um, mm-hmm. just the day to day or working on something or having a beer with friends. I want to start to push it into that more of a lifestyle and be more personal rather than just you know, kind of, um, static as it is right now. And I'm finding, I think that that's going to be more important as well to push it into a full fledged business. Yeah. And so how in kind of transitioning here, how would you (laughs) like to see like not only what you do full time, but this business affect the lifestyle of your family? Um, you know, how would I like to see it affect, you know, our lifestyle? Um, I don't know. You definitely want to be more comfortable. There's something to, to be with, you know, working for yourself um, and knowing, you know, I, I've worked for myself before, but never on a, on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. So I think having a brand like this, um, you know, obviously would make us more comfortable, make things a little more steady. And, and I think with making it more of a, a personal brand and, and more of a culture that people get behind and are, are proud of to wear then it doesn't matter too much what the market does, right? Yeah. So then there's that sense of st- stability with, you know, your own family and, and the lifestyle that you lead because you have people who are passionate about you as a person and what you do rather than just being being a product. Um, and then, you know, it, it, I grew up uh, in Buffalo. My, my aunt owned an art gallery. She was an artist and the whole family worked there. Um, you know, I, I spent my weekends and, and my summers working at her gallery, you know, putting frames together and, and helping customers that came in. And I think that with this, it, when this, I'll say when, cause I'll speak positive, when it takes off and you're actually printing uh, shirts, it'd be nice to have the family involved in it, you know, whereas it's, it's more of a, a family business. Um, and I, you know, growing up with that, I loved that. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, I'd like that for my family, my future family. And, and um, and I also think when you have something like that, that people then gravitate towards that as well. And again, you're not just a, a label, you're, you're something bigger um, that people can get behind. Yeah, and we're seeing more and more of that uh, in the States and uh, around the world where people aren't just like creating a company or it's not just a one-man band. It's a family coming together to actually mm-hmm. produce whatever products they produce together um Mm -hmm. it's more than just like oh we're having family game night or we're watching a movie it's like our lifestyle is wrapped around our business and we love Mm -hmm. it yeah and um and it works and and people keep behind that just i guess two weeks ago 
I saw a guy online doing a, a small podcast. It was one of his first ones. He didn't really have many views at all. And um, he was talking about this coffee company that he started with his brother uh, and, you know, had the website up there and was just talking about how passionate him and his brother were about this coffee company that they started and it was canned coffee and on and on. And once I found out it was a family owned business that him and his brother started it, his parents helped run it. Um, I, I went right on their website and I bought it, bought it right away. Didn't, didn't mm-hmm. need to see any reviews. It was just making that connection, even though it's online and it's not live, but seeing, you know, making eye contact through a screen, there's something, you know, in marketing where visually when you see people and you're looking at their eyes, it's just making that connection, seeing how passionate he was about it and knowing it was just a small family owned business. Mm-hmm. I ordered a case of it, ordered a case of it. And it turned out to be an amazing product, which I'm not too surprised when people are that passionate. Usually their product is uh, amazing. Um, and now customer for life, you know, like I, I'll be buying and when I run out, I'll buy another case from them. If I'm going to drink coffee, then I'm going to get it, you know, from a small business. Um, especially when I see that passion behind it, when it's not like, well, I'm just kind of seeing what happens with this and I don't care. This guy was passionate about coffee. <laughs> so, right. you know, I'll buy it from him. Absolutely. hundred percent. And then there was that interaction as well. I, I sent him a message saying I ordered some, um, and he got right back to me through social media, excited that I made the purchase, thanked me for watching, you know, his, uh, podcast and then sent me a discount code for my next order. That's customer service. That's something that even though it's a small business and we're not near each other, the internet allows for as well. You know, those, those small connections. And now I'm sold. Like I'm just going to buy their coffee. Yeah. And like, I have a friend, his name is Nick. He uh, has a company called the bean bastard in Buffalo. Yep. 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 I have a, I follow him. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like just to kind of break it down and think about the fact that like, if you buy a pound of coffee from, your friend who owns a coffee company versus like Folgers, you're, mm-hmm. you're literally putting like a meal on his family's table yeah. for, versus just like, I mean, it's kind of an, a faceless company, even though Folgers does support a lot of families worldwide. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. To actually like have a personal connection like you had with that, those two brothers and I have with Nick mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm buying a bag of coffee or a sweatshirt or a mug or something like that is 100% affecting the lifestyle and livelihood of his family. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, you know, while I've never met him, I followed the story uh, on Instagram of uh, him building the, the trailer out. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Am I, am I correct in that? Yeah. And that was awesome following that journey was was really just awesome um and that's the thing is i think making these personal connections now between smaller businesses and the larger companies do try uh and and like you said you know folders does hire people and 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 that is where people work but it's uh, there's just something different about knowing that literally that money is going right into that person's pocket to put that meal on the table like you said um and, and even you know it's you know, when, when they make a sale, uh, someone in a small business like that, when they make a sale, they get excited about it and I appreciate it, you know, appreciate it. But like, you know, if I go out and buy, you know, Folgers or if I were to go out and buy, you know, uh, big beer, something from InBev or something like that, there really isn't anybody getting excited about that, you know? So right. it's not just the money, it's the joy you're bringing. And that sounds so cliche to me. I feel like I'm like, oh, the joy and happiness and rainbows. But <laughs> there, it, 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 it's true though, right? Like yeah. you're not just giving them money 
you're helping them in their self-esteem, their lifestyle with their family, and giving them a sense of pride in what they do to continue on to hopefully grow and be bigger and better. Um, you know, if that makes sense. It's not just that money exchange. It's that exchange, you know, uh, that you're giving them when they're excited that they what they've worked on someone actually likes. Yeah, like, you know, like Nick with the Bean Bastard. He's gone full-time mm-hmm. in the last year. Like, he does his coffee company full-time now, and that's only been possible because people believed in him. They bought his product. Mm-hmm. They wanted to support him and his family. And now mm-hmm. his literally his full-time job is making coffee. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is awesome. But then it, then it comes to the next level, and it's a lot that's been talked about in, in the craft beer world um, where – when you finally start to make it, when if a large company comes to you and, and wants to buy you, mm-hmm. do you do you sell to them? And if someone does, should they, you know, is, is there any reason to think less of them? And, and I, I, I disagree that it's the American dream, right? Is to build your company up to make it so big that if someone does want to buy you out, then you get bought out and now you can retire. Um, and I don't know personally that anyone should be faulted for that. And, and it's one of those things where some of the small, like a, a funky Buddha in um, down here in Florida, in Oakland park, I think they are. Um, they got bought out by Corona. Um, that, boy, that's a terrible beer. The people own Corona. Um, and uh, a lot of people locally were mad at them about it, that they mm-hmm. had sold out and everything else. But I don't consider it, consider it necessarily selling out. Um, I think they worked hard. They started small. They built this thing up and someone saw the value in it and wanted it. And if they wanted to sell it, that's, that's up to them. And if, if that allows them to retire and spend more time with their family and, and everything like that, then, then isn't that the American dream? Aren't we all eventually just trying to, you know, make it, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, I feel like as these smaller businesses get larger and if you get, have a great enough brand and someone wants to buy it, then that speaks to what you've put into it and your hard work. Um, I don't fault anybody for it. Yeah. And I think what it comes down to is even when you're small, especially when you're small and starting out, you need to have like a mission statement and a goal in mind for like, what am I working towards? Because like for me, 100% my goal is that I'm able to spend more quality time with my wife and less time in my business. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how I felt with them that, you know, if that was their end goal, then there's nothing wrong with that. And I did know that they had kept a small brewery uh, uh, that one of their first, the first one that they had started, they had kind of kept that for themselves just to be able to play and experiment and, and brew beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they still kept that passion, but I just, a lot of people were disappointed in it. No, oh, you sold out. And I thought, you know, first off, if someone offered you that much money on a business, you'd started, you probably would make the same decision. You know, and if not, then that's totally fine. But, but don't judge. I, I, I feel like it's the same with small businesses as it is for bands. You know, you have this local band that you really like that you keep in your pocket, right? That you can show people, look how cool this is. Look at what I found. Mm-hmm. And then when they blow up, every while well, you sold out. Well, did they really sell out? Or are you just disappointed that you're not the only one that knows about it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and isn't that kind of selfish type of thing? You know, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where I think any small business that, that gets, you know, big enough where someone takes a notice and you did a great job because it, 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 it certainly isn't um, just throwing money at something to make a larger company want to buy. It. It's what they're buying is how you've nurtured and, and, and worked hard and put, you know, sweat and tears and everything into something. And, and that's just them, you know, 
seeing it, appreciating it, and then wanting a piece of it. Definitely. And so, like, I guess uh, kind of making another transition in Mm -hmm. talking about local and growing small business, like, what is your vision for working with other local businesses and incorporating that into your business? Uh, So for me, I think it comes down to, you know, if there, I obviously right now don't have any room for large, you know, printing presses and things like that. So, so locally it, it come down to looking for people who have the, the machinery that I need. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the space that I need, smaller local companies where I can do that. Um, and then I guess from a t-shirt side, you know, seeing what local companies are out there that make the apparel. And if that, you know, t-shirts I get are kind of hard to do, but, but there's always local companies that, that make smaller things, you know, there's bags and there's hats and there's different items that I can then, you know, purchase from. Um, you know, I, I guess that's where it would go with t-shirt is just incorporating and then putting things in the stores. It comes down to, you know, marketing each other, right? So you start to put your items in a small local store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then not only is your items in there, but then you're promoting their business. So hopefully when people go in, they're not only purchasing your item from that local shop, but they're purchasing more. Um, you know, I, I would think from, you know, from an apparel aspect, that's, that's one way of doing it. And then just looking at what can be made locally and small, small artisans. Um, you know, I take that, that from what my aunt did in her gallery, it was all local. It was all her artwork and then all local artists. Uh, and I think you could do the same thing, you know, with Brood and Buffalo, with the clothing brand, you know, start to look at people locally who make items and, and then start to brand them, you know, Brood and Buffalo and do collaborations and things like that. I think that's how you help support the local business. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to do is collaborations, like working mm-hmm. with other makers. Because, like, yep. I own a candle business and I'm able to make other, like, wax-based products. But there's a lot of products that I want to be able to offer that. I honestly don't have the time to learn how to make or have the interest in getting into all of that, like pottery, right. and knife making and all this other stuff. That's like amazing crafts that people have already spent time perfecting. And now mm-hmm. it just takes the opportunity of connecting with that person or that business and actually collaborating and working on a project together that potentially can be custom branded or branded for my business where I'm supporting yep. them and they're making the product, but I'm able to then sell it and uh, create another product that I would not have been able to do on my own. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's working in that collaboration, helping each other, um, you know, that I think is, is great, you know, uh, using, again, not everyone is an expert in everything, you know, uh, so it helps to go outside, find people who are masters at that craft that you want to do and then working with them. Um, it really expands your customer base and, uh, and then helps them, you know, at the same point. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. You know, when I first started doing this as well, I reached out to a couple different stores, um, in the Buffalo area and, and, uh, you know, went in and put, put feet to pavement and just started saying, look, um, and that's what, one of the times when I had gone ahead and used a local printer to print up some shirts, mm-hmm. uh, and I went in and, you know, look, you don't know me. I don't know you, but this is what I have. Uh, would you be interested in carrying it? Uh, and I, and I had some interest. There was definitely interest in it, but being a smaller unknown, and, um, you know, they did such small buys that that's when I started to realize, like we just talked about, all of a sudden you're still left with, you know, 
50 to 100 shirts um, left over. So then it started doing small street fairs and things like that um, and and selling them there. And and that's great because it gets, gets, you know, gets people interested, gets people buying, gets the name out there. And I'm super grateful for those small stores uh, taking the shirts and and they sold them. Um, But it just comes down to, you know, what a lot of people don't realize today is it's not just about the online presence. It's not just, you can't just put something up on the internet and expect people to find it. Um, There's still something about that old school of, look, I got to, you know, put my shoes on and start walking down the street and knocking on doors going, here's who I am. Here's what I do. You know, there's still something to be said about that handshake and meeting people. Um, It it, uh, frustrates me as as a graphic, not frustrates me, but as a graphic designer and a web designer, like I said, I freelance and I'll have local businesses, you know, come to me, small businesses. I usually do websites for restaurants. I'm I'm working on one for a a local car museum, Um, Mm -hmm. but they come to me and they, you know, okay, I want a website. Okay. You know, and then I do the website and then they, well, I'm not getting any business. Okay. Well, SEO can only take you so far. You know, yeah. a website can only take you so far. You know, what else are you doing to get out there? And it's usually, you know, the people who are, who are selling, you know, I have people who, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, sell t-shirts or can you make me a site to sell this thing I invented? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then they're like, I'm going to make so much money. No, no, you're not. You, <laughs> you haven't done anything. <laughs> you have a great product, but just because you have a presence on the web, you're up there with millions of other websites. Yeah. No one's going to find you, even with SEO. No one, if no one, you know, I had someone selling this thing that compacted trash, and it was a really cool product. Mm-hmm. But he just thought he was going to make a ton of money, and it thought, but he, no one's searching for, like, hand trash compactor. You know, like, yeah. you have to get out there. You have to go to the local hardware stores. You have to, you know, go places. And I don't mean just Home Depot and Lowe's, but, you know, there's local smaller places in these smaller towns. Go start showing it to people there. You have to, you, you can't just sit back and expect people to find you on the internet or even social media. And I, and I learned that the hard way. Um, when I first started doing this, uh, again, when I first started the t-shirts, and this was probably 2015, maybe 2014, um, I'd come up with a design put it online and I, I forgot what website I used, but it was one where you could, it was like timed release of a t-shirt. Um, and I did this t-shirt and I, you know, you put it on the same thing. They would do the drop shipping, but the whole shtick was there was a countdown of a timer. You could pick how many shirts you wanted to sell or kind of everything like that. So I think I had done maybe a hundred shirts and put it up on this site at night, late at night, and then went to bed, you know, with dreams of I'm going to wake up and they're all going to be sold out. Like uh-huh. that's just how it is. Cause this design is so great, you know? Right. <laughs> and I had bought, I think I spent, which isn't really a lot in the scheme of things, but about $300 in advertising. I mean, again, these are stupid mistakes, but I'm Google, right? Yeah. And I went to bed thinking I'm going to wake up cause I thought 300 in advertising. If I sell all the shirts, I'm going to make $1,200. You know, oh, that's great. You know, at the end of the day, 300 from that 900, I, a ton of money. I woke up, not one sold. And that timer hit zero, like two days later. And I, sell one and here I am in the whole $300 for Google advertising. Oh, wow. and, and, and that's me falling into the trap of what I knew. You know, I always told my customers, right? My, my, my web design clients, you can't expect people to just find you yeah. or even be interested without knowing you. Um, and that was a hard, hard learned mistake. And I, I never did it again, but then it, that's when it made me realize, okay, it's the personal relationships. You really cannot just put stuff up. Okay. I got to, you know, 
start walking around to local stores. I have to start getting it out there this way. Um, there's still something to be said for hard work. You know, there's still something to be said about sweat equity and everything you do. Uh, the age of the internet, I think people forget that. I think, you know, and I think the other thing that, that creatives need to understand as well as small businesses is when you're putting stuff on the web, even if it's just social media, right? If it's only Instagram or Facebook, people are scrolling through so fast. Yeah. So fast. And they're just clicking on likes and hope to get likes back. I mean, we're, we're, I'm guilty of it. I think we're all guilty of it. Um, so whatever you put out there has to make people stop. And then when they stop, they have to, it can't just be that they're interested in your project. There has to be a connection. There has to be some kind of personal connection. And that's the way business, small business has always been, right? Before the internet, it was all about, you know, personal connection with your customer. Right. And that I think some people have lost sight of that and, and that, and I'm just as guilty of, um, and that, that has to change, you know? Yeah. Like that's how I built my, uh, candle business. Originally I had created a brand called made candles. Uh, it was all <laughs> like graphics that I'd created. They weren't amazing, but they were something. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to sell tons of this stuff. So I bought tons of labels and I made <laughs> the candles and I kept posting on Instagram and I didn't really sell like at all. And I would sell a candle here, a candle there, maybe like mm-hmm. 10 a month. And eventually I realized like custom candles is something that people really want. Like to kind of partner with a brand that already has a huge following and adapt the candles to what they're doing and their customers and their following will then purchase those candles and so yep. I actually walked into several local breweries in Western New York, Alcaville Brewing Company, Southern Tier, a whole bunch of others. And I actually created fragrances for each candle that mimicked their beers. And right. And I've seen that. And I think that's, that's so awesome. I mean, and, and your label design on those is, is awesome as well. Yeah, like for Alcaville Brewing Company, all I did was had their graphic designer send me over the tap handle designs and I adapted oh, them to the right. circular lid because their tap handles, the top is a circle. So, the circle, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a really easy transition. I didn't really have to do a lot of work other than just add like eight ounce hand poured soy wax candle. Uh, and then yeah. uh, the fragrance name was already on it because the whole label was wrapped around that that taste of beer. And then uh, like Algaville Brewing Company, they purchased over nine different designs and uh, I created, I think, almost 30 for Southern Tier. And, like, Southern Tier sold 100 pumpkin candles in one day. And That's amazing. Yeah, and I was like, uh, this is way better than me trying to do my own brand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How did you, how did that, so you, did you just walk in? Did you, did you look to make a phone call first? How did you um, get yourself in the door? So like Alcaville Brewing Company, I just connected with them through Instagram and asked to have mm-hmm. a meeting. And then uh, Southern Tier, I had a friend through the local chamber of commerce that nice. knew the uh, bar manager slash product manager and set up a meeting for me to go and meet with them. And that's how that came about. Yeah. And I would think, you know, knowing and seeing, you know, what your products look like, um, I feel like it sells itself. You know, that idea behind it, I can't imagine there was too much pushback, especially with the passion you probably brought to the table. Um, It just seems like a no-brainer, right? 
you know, for the investment in the door, I, it just seems like, it seems like it just makes sense, you know, just makes total sense. Cause when people go into breweries, you know, they're always looking for stuff to buy, you know, to leave with. Right. And how you can only have so many t-shirts at the end of the day. Right. And so many stickers, right. <laughs> you know, um, so looking for different things like candles and stuff like that, it's just, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Candles Very are a cool. super popular product. And when I went into these businesses, I think it was probably almost four years ago now, uh, the craft brew scene, like even though there's a lot of craft breweries popping up at that point, there mm-hmm. were not as many as there are now. And right. like Southern Tier and Ellicottville Brewing Company are established breweries that have been around for over 20 years, and they have a huge following and mm-hmm. a lot of different beers that have been developed over decades, like the Pumpkin. Yeah. They literally have Pumpkin Fest. They have whole festivals wrapped around this one beer. And yeah. that that has generated a huge following for that beer. So when people see, oh, there's a candle that smells like my favorite beer, they're like, yep. oh, I got to have it. And it, especially with a candle like that, that not only is tied to a beer, right, but it's tied to a season. Mm-hmm. So you're really hitting people, you know, right. You're, you're just hitting them at all points. It's not only their favorite beer, but it's a season that everyone loves, right? People love fall leading into Thanksgiving, you know, and then Christmas. Um, you're hitting it right at the right note with that one. I mean, that again, just just a no-brainer when it comes to it. That's really cool. And I love that beer. That that was one of the first pumpkin beers I actually was like, okay, this is excellent. This is absolutely amazing. Right. I, um, I make sure I, buy, I always buy it and have it. Um, when I'm passing out Halloween candy, I usually have it with me sitting there and uh, – and drinking it, um, it's, it's a bit of a tradition to have the pumpkin while I'm passing out Halloween candy, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is just great. So that's what I mean. It's that that beer to tie yourself into that. That's just, that's great. That's awesome. You know, eventually I'd like to tie myself into to work with different breweries. Um, I was actually traveling uh, up in South Carolina, and my wife and I walked into a small beer store, I guess they sold, mm-hmm. you know, draft, they, they sold, um, keg raters and, and cu- all custom made stuff, you know, so it's not like you're just buying a, a keg raider that you get on Wayfair. I mean, they were making these things out of, um, toy pianos, right. Or old school phones where, you know, you're like the picking up the phone, like with the tap handle, oh, um, wow. all different, really creative stuff, stuff out of cuckoo clocks, just really creative things. And you just happened to be driving by, saw it, walked in mm-hmm. really nice guys. Um, the owner wasn't there at the time and I was talking to one of the employees, but I immediately, you know, got the card of the owner. Um, and this was relatively recent and want to start a, a conversation with him. Um, just about being able to get, you know, my shirts in there, even doing things where it's a, a collaboration. Like, let me do custom design for your store. Um, that then you can sell, you yeah. know, let me, you know, work with you that way. Uh, and then even put, you know, then put them up on Brood and Buffalo as well, just because if they're, if it's cool enough design and it is a legit small business, even if people have never been there, uh, people will buy it, right. you know, um, if it's something cool like that. So that's also where I feel like locally I can get involved with different, different types of businesses like that. Unfortunately, they weren't local. Like I said, they're in South Carolina, but it was just a very cool small business idea. And I thought, okay, here's an opportunity to collaborate a bit, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. Things like that. You know, I also try on the web design aspect too. Whenever I get into a small business, um, working on their website, I, I love doing web design and 
um, user interface and user experience and, and just coming up with something really cool that a small business can be proud of. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I always tell these, these small businesses when I meet with them to do stuff like this is, you know, I'm not just going to do a site and throw it up there. Like I want to design you a website that you're going to be proud of and want to show people, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to be really, really excited about. Um, now a funny story about that is, again, I was, uh, that same trip that we're in South Carolina, um, we were looking for breweries to stop at. Uh, and there was one called, um, dust off brewing and they're owned, they're owned by, um, two guys who are in the military. So immediately we're like, okay, they're, they're, they're vets. We That's definitely awesome. want to go and support them. Right. I'm like, I want to go in there. Um, they, uh, I'm like, we, we have to, we have to stop there and support them. So I, we find them, I, I get on their website and I, <laughs> I bring up the website comes up on my phone and I see the first photo that shows up. And I'm like, that photo looks really familiar. And then I instantly realized that's my photo. Like I took that photo uh, for, for a project I was doing in school at the time um, mm-hmm. where I was shooting different beers and bars. I'm like, that's my photo. So I, um, we went there anyway, and I'm sitting there talking with them. It's super nice guys. And I said, it's really funny. I said, you know, I, uh, I said, I went on your site. I said, and you're using some of my photos. Like I, I shot all these photos and they got really nervous and really scared really quick. And, mm-hmm. and I could tell immediately, like they got really nervous. I'm like, guys, guys, I was like, look, I'm sure you bought it on Adobe stock. Cause I, I did end up putting them up there. Um, I'm like, I'm sure you bought them there. It's no, not a big deal. You know, and I'm sure I'm just, I said, I'm happy that you're using. It. Okay. Well, you know, we'll give you some beers. So as we sat there for a little while longer, the owner finally said, you know, I, I have to be honest. You're a really nice guy, and I'm really sorry. He goes, but I, when we were building the site, I just Googled for images, and, and I took these. I didn't pay for them. <laughs> and I, he was so scared and so nervous. And I think, I'm thinking all that he's thinking is, what are the chances, right, of all the people in the world that the guy whose photos I stole is going to walk into my brewery? Right. Um, you know, so I, and I told him, I said, honestly, I said, it's not a big deal. I said, I, I, I love what you guys stand for. I love that you're a small business owned by vets. Um, I said, it's, I'm proud that you thought my photos were good enough to put on your website. And I, I told him that. I said, it's totally fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. You know, and he's like, well, let me buy you a couple more beers. I'm like, you don't have to do any of this. I said, I, I said, I, you know, I appreciate you using them. I said, please don't take them down. Leave them up there. You have my permission to leave them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, all I ask is, because they really are just starting out. I said, uh, so I'll make a deal. All I ask is that as you guys grow and start to make it and can afford, um, you know, you start canning or bottling, come to me to do your label design. You know, just come to me to do your label designs. I said, we'll call it even. And, and they really liked that. So I got their contact information and uh, I've been staying in touch with them a little bit. And, and hopefully as they grow, then, then, a, then a mutual relationship can be formed out of it. But it was pretty funny though. They found them on Google and used them and man, did they panic when I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? I mean, one in a million. Yeah, what are the odds? Come on, what are the odds? You know, I, you know, what are the odds of that happening? It's, it was absolutely ridiculous, but maybe meant to be, maybe as they grow, maybe it's meant to be, you know, that then I could do some really cool label designs and things for them. Um, but that, that's the case where I don't mind if smaller businesses, it, it happens, it happens, mm-hmm. you know, where people take stuff. It's, it's too tempting not to, to find stuff today and use it. Um, I did find some of my brood and Buffalo, uh, designs being used at a small craft fair. Um, locally in Buffalo, a woman was using them, I think on bottles and, um, like doing some kind of printing on bottles with a lot of my designs and she was oh, wow. selling them. 
And I did walk up to her and, and I wasn't mean about it, but I said, you know, I asked her where she got them. And she said, oh, well, I just, you know, Googled them and found them. And I said, well, this is my artwork um, and I do sell it, you know. So I, I really would appreciate it if you didn't, you know, continue yeah. doing this. You know, she had a lot of other designs as well, but I was like, I'd really appreciate it, you know, if you, if you didn't use my designs in, in your work. I said, or if you want to, here's my card, you know, we can talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. And she was, and again, I wasn't mean about it, but it, it was, it was again, what are the odds, I guess. But in that case, you're, you're out there selling my work. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, just, what are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> I shouldn't have to say, don't do that. So it was, I've had a couple interesting experiences like that, you know, um, but it is what it is. I, again, I guess what uh, imitation is the biggest form of flattery. And, you know, I suppose she liked it enough to steal it then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was making her money, I guess. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, all that being said, it's, it is a passion project and, and I just love doing design. So if I do stuff that doesn't sell, it doesn't matter. I'm still enjoying what I do. So. Yeah, definitely. And like, I guess in closing, I want to just say like, definitely uh, a passion project is something that everyone should have. And if you can do it in collaboration with local people, people that you know, that can also help build your business and at the same time your partnership help builds theirs. Uh, that is yeah. a win-win for everyone. And absolutely, uh, as a graphic designer and as or just as an artist in general, because I would consider myself an artist even though I don't mm-hmm. fully do graphic design, I'm more of a photographer, uh, utilizing people's uh, art uh, you definitely want to make sure that you have permission, but at the same time, uh, by simply asking, a lot of times you can get permission from that person and just give them credit, give them the opportunity to grow with you in your business. hundred uh, percent. Yeah, because like if there's a woman in Buffalo who wants to utilize your designs and she's making a product that you would never be able to make on your own, it's an awesome opportunity for her to be like, Hey, I love your designs. I want to be able to use them on my product. Can we work together? And maybe you could sell them on your site as well. And we can both, uh, build our businesses together. Right. Yeah. It comes full circle to what you said. Exactly. To like what you said before. It's it's just, if I can't do something and you can, then let's work together, you know, And, and it is so true. A lot of, you know, artists, uh, creatives, uh, all you got to do is ask us for permission. And, mm-hmm. and it comes back to what I had said before about that feeling inside of happiness that someone likes what you did. Right. Yeah. Um, other than just the money, it's, it's okay. Someone thinks what I did is great. Of course, let me give you permission. Just give me credit. Then it gets my art, whatever that is, whether it's, you know, graphic design, anything can be art that you put your heart and soul into. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it gets it out there into the world, the people who are really passionate about it. Love that. You know, I I don't care if I'm making a ton of money on it right now. I just want it out there, right? I want people to see what I do. Um, That gives, you know, me satisfaction. So, yeah, just ask permission. Most of the time, all of us creatives will say yes, and how can we work together? That simple. You know, um, at the end of the day, anything with creatives, anything you do with your hands or your mind or anything that you put your heart and soul into, um, it's that satisfaction of knowing that that someone likes what you did. and, and that keeps you moving forward, you know? Yeah. And I would say lastly, that there is not a single small business or business in the world that can grow 
Like I can't grow my business without other people. Like no right. one is an island in and of themselves. And when we all start out, we're like, yeah, I want to build something that I'm proud of that I can say, yeah, I built this with my own two hands. But mm-hmm. once you actually mature in your understanding of how business works and you mature as a business owner, you begin to realize more and more that none of us are capable of doing anything on our own. Like yep, we exactly. all need each other to grow. We all need to work together because in the end, we're all just trying to live a life that is full of passion, full of, uh, you know, investing in other people, investing in our families. And we all just want to be able to spend more time with our families yep. and build our business so that that dream is possible. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And so 100%. I want to thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. And uh, it's definitely an awesome opportunity to be able to hear your heart and vision for your business. And, uh, we'll, I'll definitely have you on here again at some point because I want to actually visit you in person and we can do some filming and some photography. Yeah. Fly drones together. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We keep talking about that. We keep talking about it and we have to do it. Um, I would absolutely love that. And, and once I start getting product, um, in hand that's tangible, you know, I, I really want you to shoot it. I love your style. I mean, I've told you this before. Um, I've gushed over your, your color choices, your color palette, how you shoot. Um, I, I think you're really talented with it. So if there isn't anybody else I'd want to, want to have shoot, um, my shirts and my design. So we definitely have to figure out, you know, next time I'm up there visiting family or heck, if you're in the area, we'll get together. But, um, yeah, I, I'm really, you know, happy that you had me on. I love this. And then if, you know, we talked about maybe doing an Instagram live or, we can do other things together for sure. I wouldn't even mind just doing an Instagram live chat or something with you having a beer. Maybe we can just talk more. <laughs> That'd be great. So, all right. Well, thank you very much and uh, have a great day, Chris. You too. Thanks, bud. Yep. Bye. Bye. Well, thanks for tuning in today. If you guys would like to learn more about Brood and Buffalo or the business Chris has created, go to broodandbuffalo.com or at broodandbuffalo on Instagram. If you would like to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash allamericanmaker and you can join our sticker club or our mug club today. And if you would like to buy any of our merchandise or see any previous episodes on YouTube, go to allamericanmaker.us. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.